0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Allison James at Rock 102. It's going to be, uh, well, it's going to look nice today. Sunny with a high of 24. And then tonight, it is going to get wicked cold. They're talking about temperatures dropping to as low as one. One degree. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy, high of 27. It's 15 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. State Senator Eric Lesser is going to be joining us this morning after seven o'clock. Got all kinds of things to talk to Eric about, and we'll get to the bottom of that in a couple hours. Steve is here. Other things, also the next Code Word for Code Word Alexa coming up around 7:50 this morning. Your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. Is that more? It's 5:36 on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 5:52. And Joan Jett of Rock 102.
1: It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of only 24 and a low of 1 for the overnight tonight. Tomorrow, 27 for a high, and it's 15 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Hey, uh, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagle at Rock 102?
1: Uh, It's hard to believe in this day and age that couples who disagree politically can survive. But Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers might be an exception.
0: Well, that's good to know.
1: Well, no, the remember uh, what's her name? The one that worked for uh, the White House? Oh, um, uh, Mary Madeline. No, 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 no. The one that, uh, from under Trump. Uh, the blonde-haired chick, oh, and then yes. her husband uh, was Kellyanne like, Conway, and her husband was like this like far left guy. Yeah, I she's was thinking, like this far right lady.
0: I was saying like uh, uh, yeah. Mary Madeline and uh, James Carville. Yeah, they didn't agree on anything, and yet they found a way to survive. And they found each other. Which, you know, it's
1: hard to do in this day and age.
0: So true. Uh, A so-called source says
1: they, quote, disagree on a lot of things, but they decided early on in the relationship to just not argue about them. The source adds, quote, she is not someone whose mind you can change. Uh, So Aaron hasn't even tried. Aaron has indicated that he's no fan of the political right or left, but he's gone pretty deep into anti-vax territory, even though he claims he's not an anti-vaxxer. And he's been pretty critical of the president lately. Uh, Shailene tends to champion liberal causes and supported Bernie Sanders when he ran for president in 2016. Mm. It's like a, a
0: mismatch made in heaven. Sometimes the uh, the best relationships are the ones that don't dance in that territory. Yeah.
1: Does he know that a lot of people were rooting against the Packers because of that whole anti-vax thing?
0: Uh, yes, I'm sure he's quite aware of that. <laughs> Ask me if I think he gives a rat's ass. I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. No. No. Duh, let's see. Uh, John
1: Krasinski's next movie, If will re- reunite him with steve carell for the first time since the office the cast will also include ryan reynolds phoebe waller bridge and lewis
0: gossett jr how old is he he's got to be up
1: there huh
0: lewis Louis gossett I haven't uh, heard his name mentioned anywhere let's see lewis gossett jr
1: is uh he's like 80 something years old 85 how about that
0: 85 years old
1: he was a badass
0: I um, like that guy.
1: He had uh, he had a great
0: line of movies in the '80s where he was like played these parts of like this badass. You know, I knew a, a girl whose parents made her go to confession because she saw an officer and a gentleman. She, wait a minute, say that again. She... I knew a girl yeah. whose parents forced her to go to confession because she saw the film "An Officer and a Gentleman" <laughs> with Louis Gossett Jr.
1: Oh.
0: We thought that was the most ridiculous thing we'd ever heard.
1: A very Catholic family, I would imagine.
0: Uh, a bit.
1: You know what, though? Uh, I had a, uh, I had a sibling who was very much into the Catholic religion, mm-hmm. uh, tell me one time that, uh, what the hell was it? Oh, we, it was it was years ago. It was when that movie Dogma came
0: out. With uh, it was uh, uh, yeah, uh, the guy uh,
1: from Clerks and all that stuff. That right, and now. I
0: believe Alanis Morissette played God. R- right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: So uh, my sibling says we can't go to that. That's on the list of movies that the Catholic Church doesn't want you to see. She was following the list. And I was like, were you not just sitting in your living room with me 10 minutes ago watching the South Park movie and had no problem <laughs> laughing at every F-bomb and every other thing that came out of that? Yeah. And she like, goes, well, it's not on the list. I'm like, if it's not, oh. Because it made, be the-
0: made fun of Satan, that's why.
1: Uh, you making fun of Satan? Oh because, oh, because it's okay because you can make fun of Satan. Right. It's okay. So you know, he's,
0: you know, Satan opens himself Ooh, up to yeah. all kinds of criticism. Disney has
1: already responded to Peter Dinklage's uh, op- options. I'm sorry, opinions on the live-action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. They said to avoid uh, reinforcing stereotypes, they are consulting members of the dwarfism community.
0: I guess I can see his point. I suppose so I mean, he happens to be a little fella. Peter Dinklage. Yes. Well, yeah. but he's got the heart of a lion.
1: Yeah, but he's not going to be like, well, yeah, get me uh, Shaquille O'Neal to play uh, play uh, Doc. You know what I mean? Like right, not gonna, right. I don't know. Never going to happen. David Letterman is coming back to Late Night with Seth Meyers for a guest appearance on the 40th anniversary show on February 1st. 40th anniversary of Late Night, right?
0: Right, yes. yes.
1: Because Seth Meyers has only been there for about eight years or nine years. You know, the fascinating
0: thing about this yeah. story is is now you are uh, it confirms what I have uh, didn't even realize that Seth Meyers still had a show.
1: Yeah, apparently he does. And Counting Crow's singer Adam Duritz will be the musical guest that <laughs> night too. Man, talk about they are uh, packing, they are stacking the deck, getting out all the har- uh, heavy hitters, right? Janet, Janet Jackson says Michael used to tease her about her weight, calling her names like pig, horse, slaughter hog, and cow. She adds, "quote He would laugh about it, and I'd laugh too, but there was something, something somewhere deep down inside that would make it hurt." Is she aware that there are all
0: kinds of things that she could have called him? Yeah.
1: Hey, Michael, how was your sleepover the other night?
0: Exactly With my all point. Your
1: friends.
0: Exactly you my freak. point. Freak. <laughs> He's not immune. I mean, he had uh, plenty of yeah. plenty of ammunition uh, shooting against them. Uh,
1: Miranda Lambert says the pandemic forced her to relax and enjoy the simple stuff like painting or watching her husband break bread. And when she goes back on tour and the unexpected happens, she'll find that inner zen. It's good to know. And I guess so. I think sometimes I think people just come out and, hey, I'm still alive. I'm still relevant.
0: Well, we've proven that what now at least twice. Between Seth Meyers and Louis Gossett Jr., I think we just keep proving it.
1: No, but I'm just saying, like, ever since the pandemic began two years ago, you know, where we're here, uh, these people are like, oh, I haven't been on tour. Nobody knows who I am anymore. Hey, by the way, if I go back on tour, I'll know my inner zen. (laughs) I'm glad to know that you're still alive.
0: Does inner zen mean mean like like eating a can of soup over the sink? Right. Because that's all you can afford because you haven't toured in three years. You know, uh, I was uh, reading this article about Jason Bateman. Yeah.
1: And he says he didn't work a lot in the 90s. And I was kind of wondering, like, yeah, you're right. He he disappeared for a while. He was getting drunk all the time.
0: Well, yeah, it was, was hard part- to recover from Teen Wolf too.
1: He was partying almost every single night. Oh, that's right. He was in Teen Wolf
0: too. Yeah. Took over for, uh, for Michael J. Fox.
1: And he was... Uh, wasn't he, he was on Valerie's Family, wasn't he, uh, he before that? Yes. So that, that would put you to, to go on a bender.
0: Well, you got a lot of free time in between those two gigs.
1: Well, when your mom Valerie dies, even though she's still alive, isn't that the worst part? Your mom dies, but she's still alive somewhere? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, and that is your Hollywood
2: Trash on Rock 102. Oh, ah yeah. W-A-Q-Y is looking for...
1: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rockies.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The Baseball Writers Association of America announced yesterday that David Ortiz of the Boston Red Sox will be the sole inductee at the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. The only guy, nobody else. Now for those of you who are planning to make the trip out to Cooperstown, having Big Poppy into the hall, we'll cut down on the length of the ceremony. While everyone will be celebrating the man's many baseball accomplishments, you're still gonna find everybody trying to avoid the big elephant of the room. And that is why Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds aren't standing there right next to the guy. You see folks, the steroid era in baseball is an unavoidable reality. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that there's something inherently interesting about excluding a guy whose accomplishments before taking steroids would have been enough to justify his enshrinement. And if we're really going to exclude certain individuals just because they're bad people who had done bad things rather than focus on the game of baseball itself, of which Major League Baseball gladly profited from for many years before there was mandatory testing, then perhaps there's something hypocritical about the process of selecting inductees. Look, when Pete Rose became the all-time leader in hits, he surpassed the previous record set by Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was perhaps the biggest rat bastard in baseball history, prone to unspeakable acts of violence. Ty Cobb killed the guy, beat him to death, and yet he was elected to the Hall of Fame with 98% of the vote in his first year of eligibility. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, on the other hand, have both been permanently taken off the ballot for choosing to compromise their own bodies to extend their playing careers. Was it legal? No, it was not. Did it give them an unfair advantage late in their career? Probably, and yet baseball didn't start testing until the very end of their careers. If you hold them to that low standard, then how do you determine which players get a pass? Listen, I don't like steroid abuse either. Well what are we really accomplishing here? Big Poppy was on the steroid list too, but nobody could prove why. And for a lack of evidence you voted him in on the first ballot, is that really fair to exclude all the others? I'm not so sure it is. But hey, it's a my Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A six-piece Milwaukee screwdriver set for 20 bucks. A two-piece Milwaukee torque lock plier set, 20 bucks. It's Milwaukee's 20 buck $20 20 buck tool sale. Really good deals on really good Milwaukee hand tools right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Classic Rock at 612. And Aerosmith on Rock 102.
1: Mostly sunny today with a high of 23. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 27. It's 15 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Hey, I just want to let everybody know so they can prepare themselves. After 7 o'clock, it's going to get pretty exciting around here. We talked to State Senator Eric Lesser. Oh man,
1: don't uh, don't ring the alarm bells just
0: yet. I know. I mean, it, it, to- it's it's uh, it's we're all we're all just vibrating. It's so exciting.
1: You don't want to pop that party favor too early, my friend. No, you don't.
0: No, gotta hold on to it until it's uh, until it's the exact time.
1: Uh, so I I, had, I found this article uh, yesterday, which is fairly popular. Believe it or
0: not. Oh no, it's yeah. going around.
1: A uh, Boston hospital says it will not consider performing a heart transplant on a patient who refuses to get vaccinated against COVID-19. D.J. Ferguson, 31, is fighting for his life at Brigham and Women's Hospital and in desperate need of a heart transplant. His father, David Ferguson, is speaking out passionately on his behalf of his son, who's uh, told CBS Boston uh, he has gone to the edge of death to stick to his guns, and he's been pushed to the limit. Uh, DJ's family says he was at the front of the line to receive a transplant, but hospital policy stipulates that he's no longer eligible because he hasn't received the COVID-19 vaccine. And David Ferguson says his only son, uh, or says his son simply won't, uh, it's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't believe in it. David Ferguson said it's a policy that (laughs) they are enforcing. And so, because he won't get the shot, they took him off the list for a heart transplant. Brigham and Women's released a statement saying, like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the Mass General Brigham system in order to create the best chance for successful operation and also the patient's survival after the transplantation.
0: So it's not like he has COVID. He doesn't have COVID. not testing positive for it. It's not like, uh, you know, it's an an imminent problem Mm -mm. at this point for him.
1: No, but he has this heart condition, which he needs a new heart, and he's he had the opportunity to get it, but he didn't because he refuses to get the COVID nineteen vaccine.
0: You know, I I, I I I'm trying to understand things from both sides here, uh, but I find myself uh, kind of siding with the family on this. Now, I'm not an anti-vax guy. Uh-huh. Uh, You know, I'm I'm vaccinated, I'm all set and good, and uh, and that's fine for me. But my problem with this is not so much that they're refusing to do the operation, but that they have taken him off the list. He's not going down a few notches on the list. He's been removed from the list. Now, I'm not sure that every hospital in Boston— has the same protocol as Brigham and Women's. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. All I'm saying is, if you have a uh, a surgery, a life-saving surgery planned, and you are eligible for, uh, for this surgery, then I don't know how a hospital turns you away.
1: Because it's just like any other triage situation. You're not going to put all of that work into something that could fail almost immediately because you didn't get all of the things that they required for you to have that thing. And it's not like hearts are, uh, you know, you can't just... It's not like uh, Igor going into the uh, the shop looking for a brain and right. picking up one that says Abby Normal on it. It's
0: <laughs> uh, Abby uh, Normal, uh, but... So are you telling me well, the brain that I have put into this patient from all the is things, not the brain of Hans Delbrook
1: no it's Abby something Abby Abby normal <laughs> <laughs> anyway um from from what all I've read about this and transplants you have to have like a line of all of this stuff, mm-hmm. not just the COVID vaccine, but you got to have measles, mumps, rubella and, and rotavirus and all this other stuff that you got to have already. And that is required for any transplant.
0: All right. Patient. So, so let, me, let me ask you this, because the, the story that I got uh, doesn't specify this. Mm-hmm. If the patient is required to have a certain number of vaccinations and to be certain... Uh, or, to, or to fit into a certain protocol before he can be operated on. Mm-hmm. Were there medications that he took while waiting for the surgery, for waiting to be on the list, and is only saying, I don't want your COVID-19 uh, vaccination?
1: As far as I can tell from the article, it's the COVID-19 vaccine that's the thing that's keeping him from getting this
0: I got, plant, it. I got it. I got it. But I don't. Ha- I I don't know. See, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because if you're saying, yeah. uh, all right, I'm behind on, uh, let's say it's, uh, uh, like a measles vaccine or or uh, uh, something for the mumps, you know, and he gets it like six months ago mm-hmm. because he was he needed a booster of that and gladly took that vaccination, but is excluding COVID nineteen vaccination. Then, then I can then I can kind of see yeah, the exactly. point I, I I don't know
1: apparently right. he's
0: got everything else that he needed It's he, just this one thing see these are where the these argumentations become very ambiguous because on on one hand you'd hate to see a guy who's on the list for for a new on a transplant list not get what he needs because of either a political agenda or a protocol which may or may not be fair or whatever. But on the other hand, if he's making choices along the way, which are hypocritical of what he is required to do in order to receive that organ, mm-hmm. then I can understand the, the uh, Brigham and women's position. But well, I don't know enough information to say for sure which way to fall. I know for the family, I would say, hey, listen, uh, you, you know, if he's if he's not eligible because of this, then let's drop him down on the list. Maybe not You take them off the list completely. Uh, Maybe things change in a year. Maybe things change in six months. That's what I'm saying.
1: They could change
0: in six months. They could because this thing is in a constant cycle right now.
1: But there's also so many people out there in need of organ transplants, and there's a very lack of availability of those organs true
0: but it's what's the percentage of these organ transplants that fail because of regular organ rejection
1: i don't know but if the hospital's policy is to say this is what we've learned over the years that we've done and these why these policies and laws are in place Mm -hmm. that this is what you have to do in order for us to do this operation right
0: but you know as a father and it's the father that's speaking out on behalf of his son as a father uh, you don't really want to hear about anyone's policy if it's a matter of life or death for your kid. Even at 31 years old, doesn't really matter. You, want, you understand the argument for the father.
1: I do, but I also would say, listen, Dopey, uh, you know, I'm going around saying how courageous you are, but how courageous is it when your kids grow up without a dad because you refuse to get a vaccine?
0: Yeah, I, you know... <laughs> if it were me if i if i'm the kid here and and again he's 31 not yeah. a kid but if i'm the son waiting right. for the the organ uh and i will die without a new heart uh i'll do whatever the hospital tells me to do that's me that would be my yeah. choice i think most people would yeah um seems to me if it's a if it's an either or situation you you take the vaccine and you you accept it because without it you die. I mean those are those are the choices you have you're to gonna make.
1: You're going to die either way. I mean, y- listen, y- you're go- <sighs> you have a good chance of living a healthy life right. after this transplant. Yes, you have a very good past uh, probability of doing that. If you don't take the vaccine and you don't get the heart transplant, you're going to die. We have to give this heart to somebody else because these things don't just pop up all the time. It's uh, They're very rare in order to get these parts to these people. So the next person down the line, what's his uh, condition? Well, he's got a good probability of living after this whole thing. There, there are so many stipulations to these organ transplants. There was uh, one thing I was reading about how Down syndrome kids can't get necessary heart surgery and heart transplants. Because the medical community sees that as a not worthy person of getting a heart transplant right. because of quality of life. It's not about that they don't value the life of this person. It's a triage thing. It's just like any time you go into an emergency room, the guy with the head wound is going to get treatment faster than the guy who's got
0: a sprained ankle. Right. One of the problems that you have here is it's, a, it's really a, a matter of timing. I had a friend of mine who uh, who needed a, a liver transplant and uh, was very very sick for for years and was on the list to receive a new liver. And I mean, you you, you it's not like just you know, if uh, if I'm an organ donor, uh, it can go into just anybody. It's it's got to be a perfect match, otherwise it's going to get rejected, and you will have, you will have wasted you know precious time and money mm-hmm. uh, and and everything else. But when he was on the list and he got the call that a liver was waiting, yeah, he was in surgery the next morning. I mean, it was fast. In this case, this kid's been waiting for a while. The heart becomes available. A match becomes available. Mm-hmm. He's got to make this decision quick. Even if he's vaccinated, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks for him to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. You're gonna have to move him down on the list, and you can hope maybe you can talk well, him into getting this know, vaccination. And
1: that's what I was thinking when I was reading this. I'm like, okay, you got the. You have to wait three weeks before you get the two doses. How long is he gonna live just sitting there in the hospital anyway? You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, he, he could be. And the family said, "Well, we're trying to move him, but that could that could make him fall apart right.
0: completely." But the but the timing becomes essential here because. You know, if there's a match, you either got to do it right now or you bring him down on the yeah. list until you can convince him it, to, to think otherwise.
1: It would be really interesting to find out all of the details of this story and the timeline of how they found out that he needed a transplant versus when, you know what I mean? Be, like, right, and when one's become available. B- but but even so, I mean, if this is it comes down to this, I mean, I don't really see you as some sort of hero. For refusing to get this, you're going to choose death, an imminent death, and have your family, your wife has no husband and your children have no father anymore.
0: Yeah. If I'm facing death, my political agendas are out the window. That's just me.
1: That's what I'm saying. And and I don't think, and this doesn't even sound like any kind of medical exemption that he's trying to get or religious exemption or anything like that. This sounds like I'm gonna die on this
0: hill. Well let me let me, right. well, let me ask you this. Is a flu vaccine required? Yes.
1: There is a list of all these vaccines that you must have in order to get these transplants. This isn't so
0: and this isn't new. Well, this is what I started off the, question, yeah. the uh, questioning you on. If the flu vaccine is an elective vaccination that you get every year to avoid getting the flu, and you have no problem getting that. But you had a problem getting your COVID vac- vaccination. It's hard, you know. For me, it's hard to justify one and not the other. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's if it's just purely a political point of view, I don't know. if it's I don't political know. or
1: not. I you, you know I don't know how people think. You know I don't know. You know maybe this guy goes I don't you know. The stuff is going in my body but then they don't think about all the other crap that was put into their body all these years right. since they were born and they had no choice when that happened. What would you do if if your child what if it was your child? What if your your thing is I'm against these vaccines. Now your kid is sick in the hospital. Could possibly die. Would you get would you then say okay, give him the vaccine? Um, or would you say Timmy, I'm really sorry. Uh I got some good news and bad news for you. (laughs) The good news is nobody's going to make you take that vaccine. The bad news is you won't be around to see the results of what happens.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if it's a matter of life or death, my agenda goes out the window. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
3: Let the savings begin. Allow me to introduce the highly anticipated all-electric 2022 Ioniq 5. Spend $50 to fill your tank or $7 to charge in 18 minutes. You choose. Lease the 2022 Ioniq Hybrid SE and receive 55 miles per gallon for only $305 a month. All Hyundais come with three years of complimentary maintenance at America's Best Warranty. Ten years or 100,000 miles and order assurance. I'll pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Gary Rom Hyundai, 150 Whiting, Fronts Road, Holyoke, or at see dealer for details
2: taxland introduces new ways to get your taxes done safely mail in your return information, or drop it off at either TaxLand. Both ways have you working with a TaxLand professional on Zoom or over the phone using SecurePro Portal so they can communicate with you while keeping your documents secure. With all the tax changes this year, it's imperative that you see a tax professional. With all the health concerns, it's imperative that you do it safely at TaxLand. Boston Road, Springfield, and Cottage Street, East Hampton. In-person visits are by appointment only. Call or go online to set yours up today. If your bath is old, outdated, and ready for an upgrade, don't wait any longer. Take advantage of New Year's savings from Yankee Home. With Yankee Home, custom bath and shower remodeling is now affordable for everyone. Your dream bath or walk-in shower can be installed as soon as next week. Yankee Home has the most popular shower styles, patterns, and accessories in stock and ready for immediate installation. By working with an award-winning member of the Better Business Bureau, your new bath is guaranteed to be done right the first time, and the folks at Yankee Home will put their name on it with a lifetime warranty. So don't put up with your old bathtub any longer. Get your custom bath or walk-in shower from Yankee Home. Beautiful, affordable, and done right the first time. Mention you heard this ad on Rock 102 to take advantage of this great offer. Our listeners will get 40% off installation. And if you act right now, Yankee Home will also include a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. But this new year offer won't last long. So call Yankee Home right now and tell him you heard this ad on Rock 102. Winter's driving us indoors, but that's okay if the indoors is at the Yard. The Yard Tavern has everything you need for a great time, including all the screens you need to catch your favorite sports and a menu of amazing comfort food to keep the dropping temps at bay. And don't worry, the fun runs all week long with 50 beers on tap, happy hour every day from 3 till 6, and Sunday happy hour from noon till 6. It may be cold and dark outside, but it's warm and cozy inside. The Yard, open every day on King Street Enfield and online at Yard tavern.com
0: it's 628 with backs and angle and rock 102 uh sunny today with a high of
1: 23 tomorrow more of the same with a high of 27 it's 15 in downtown springfield
0: we we're gonna have a lot of laughs with uh, state senator eric lesser after seven o'clock oh, uh, it's
1: like non-stop rolling laughs on the rolling on the floor laughing rofl
0: yeah no it's it's kind of like uh, you know spending an afternoon with like, like rodney dangerfield like one great one liner after another anyway uh there's a couple of things uh, we'll be talking to him about. One. Uh, the story about the cliff effect. Uh, there's some legislation that's uh, being worked on now, and uh, about how the cliff effect would have an impact on low-income families. It, it, it's it's an interesting idea. We'll talk to him about that. He is also going to be running for uh, lieutenant governor. Ooh. So there's there's that too. So again, like er-
1: Lieutenant Dan.
0: No. Like in uh, Forrest Gump? No. Like I said, Eric Lesser's much yeah. funnier than that movie. Nah, I would think so. And uh, so Eric Lesser coming up after 7 o'clock this morning.
1: Uh, hey, Bax, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke
0: of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102.
1: Oh, my God. That is Hilarious.
0: Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: All right, so we put the thing out for the joke of the day. Yes. And uh, we got quite a few entries. Okay. Some, not that... Uh, not that good. It's not that they're not that good. They're, I can't use them.
0: See, this is the problem I had last week when you were out, is that you know there were some jokes that were uh, just god-awful, and then there were some that were just too offensive for us to keep our jobs Mm -hmm. to tell another joke tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Well, I got one for you. you ready? I'm ready. A naked, this is from Mo, by the way. All right, Mo. Uh, A naked man breaks into a church, right? Yes. And the police are chasing him all around. He's climbing up on this, he's climbing up on that, all naked and everything. And they finally grabbed him by the organ.
0: Okay. Oh, that's it.
1: Oh,
2: (laughs) the organ.
1: Like the church organ. You weren't even listening to what I was saying. They grabbed him by the organ. Yes, yes. But get it, because he was by the yeah. organ. Yeah. no, that that's makes where they perfect him. sense. But it sounds like they grabbed him yes. by the organ. Right now, they like that. Yeah, right. Which is a metaphor for something else. I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> that's a that's a fantastic Holy joke. Oh, crap. Booyah. Back- Six thirty-three. We're back with uh, Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Hey, uh, Pride stores getting sold? Come About on, that really? Yeah, new Tuesday night uh, we're hearing from Bob Bolduck, owner of Pride stores, after announcing he has sold to his chain convenience stores and gas stations. All of them? I guess so. And wow. at a news conference at the Pride headquarters in Springfield, uh, Bolduck said that the store has been sold to a private equity firm from Boston. Bolduck said the company. Arc Capital Partner is keeping the Pride branding as well as all employees, and the new owners will manage it from a distance. Well, that's always good.
0: I've uh, managed a few things (laughs) from a distance, too.
1: Yeah, you don't really do a whole lot of managing when you're managing from a distance.
0: Not really. Uh, Baldick says he hopes the uh, public will not see a change
1: in business or services. When asked why he wanted to sell, he just said it was time. He's been around since God knows when. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's entitled to uh, retire or do whatever the hell he wants. I suppose uh,
1: it wasn't. A, it wasn't. We should probably get him on the air. Okay, Ready, uh, just to talk to him. Sure. You no. Know? Yeah. He it was, it was the guy wearing the bow tie, right? He was the bow tie guy, right? Bob Bolduck.
0: I, sure I don't know he wore the bow tie.
1: The This company wanted to keep everybody in place, and not everybody wanted to do that. And most of all, I wanted to take care of my employees. They've been so good to me over the years that I just had to repay that loyalty. My success has been to, uh, thanks to all of them. The sale includes 31 operating stores, 4 truck stops, 15 Subway franchises, 15 Chester's Chickens, 7 liquor stores, and a handful of vacant properties. <laughs>
0: You know, have you been uh, to the East Law Meadow Rotary in a, in a while?
1: Uh, I try not to, but I,
0: yeah, I just went through there yesterday. Okay, so you know that little, t- so there's two pride stations, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I don't get that.
0: I know. Well, one it was a pride station, then one was a different uh, gas station, and then the little the other gas station became a pride station, leaving the smaller pride station to be uh, the first of two pride stations within like a, a, a quick walk within yeah, each other. right. Well, now that little tiny one that was like uh, nestled between yeah. the the rotary and and uh, and Pleasant yeah. Street, gone. Really, gone. All the pumps have been lifted out. Well, I thought that was like a more of a repair shop. It anyway, was, it was, but that yeah. repair shop has now moved, I believe, then, to Shaker Road. And then, because it was about, I don't know what, fifteen years ago, they bought that
1: mobile station and turned it into a pride. Right. That was a garage too. That was like
0: a like a hometown small garage too. Right. So that pride station yeah. continues to operate. But yeah. the one that with that little tiny one, gone. Sometimes I go to that mobile
1: station and I stand next to the Cracker Jacks and go, you know what? I remember when my car was up on the lift right here.
0: How about that? Because huh? you're
1: standing in the garage.
0: Good memories. Yeah. I Real remember memories. when
1: that guy gave me an inspection sticker and said, Listen, I'm gonna pass you. But go get that goddamn headlight fixed because I don't want to get in trouble for it.
0: I and yet he still passed. And he passed you. He even win me. that. Wow. I, yeah, because you, did it, you a solid?
1: Well, it's one of those. I think it's re- like the car inspection thing it has has obviously transformed into a thing where you can't just let something pass anymore because right. everything is being controlled by a camera. Which is being monitored by some the whole, somebody. And the whole the,
0: situation is computerized now. Yeah. Right.
1: And all that stuff gets put into a database. So then if something did come up, then the state can go back into the database and go, wait a minute, uh, this shouldn't have happened. He's got uh, mm-hmm. the lights out or whatever. So I think back in the day, you'd have a little bit more leeway with the guy going, all right. It's just a headlight. Right. Uh, There's an auto parts store down the street. Why don't you go buy one? They're only $15. Well, back then it was like $5. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't... You don't get that anymore. You can't get that kind of service anymore.
0: Yeah, you know, I used to go to this one uh, gas station that would do the uh, the annual inspection, and there'd be this big, long line at the end of the month because everyone's trying to you know cram it in before it expires, and you'd be waiting there for hours to get your, your car inspected. Yeah. Then I went to a different place, and there's no waiting, and it was wonderful. But many years ago, I used to go to a place that was in Forest Park, and I'm not going to tell you where it was. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you what the name of the place was. But the guy who was in charge of inspections was the meanest, nastiest, rudest (laughs) son of a bitch I have ever met in my life. Well, when you have to deal with that all day long. Yeah, but that's part of his business. I mean, he's getting reimbursed for some of his cost and time, and yet he was treating me like I was an idiot. Now, I'll I'll admit, there are times that I qualify for idiocy. I, I won't argue with that one, but- i never. I, all I I was abused the very moment I said, "Hey, uh, could you give? Uh, I need a state inspection today." And after that, he's like, "Ah, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, yeah. Ah! yeah. He'd get all mad at you. He got indignant. <laughs> it was abusive. Never went to that guy again. Actually, I went to him another another well, time, thinking, "Well, maybe this is his day off."
1: It sounds very much like the soup Nazi. Yes. You know, like the. Uh, <laughs> the person who they do a really great job but they have no people skills. Yes. Like they just can't deal with people. There was the the place in West Springfield is like that that uh, that celery stock deli. Do you ever go there? Not in years. It's it's delicious. They have like really they have great soups down there. You know, it's 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 a really good little like kind of small little yeah. business, a hole in the wall thing if you will, right? Right. But you go in there, you got to know what you want because there's pressure from the guy there that's running it.
0: Well, there's a busy guy. A lot of people waiting.
1: Yeah. He's uh, he's like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I want a turkey. What, what else? What else? You know, it's like kind of rushing you through. Right. And it's kind of like, go sit down. We'll bring it to you.
0: Well, I mean, we either go in there during a busy time of the day.
1: <laughs> well, it's always busy there. So, yeah. All right. I well, then there you be. go. But, I mean, uh, you- I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, it's that kind of thing. You're... I think people are willing to take a certain amount of abuse in order to get a good product.
0: All right. But, you know, when it comes to- Like, st- I would
1: totally deal with that kind of attitude just to get that guy's soup because it's so good.
0: All right. I can yeah. understand that. But yeah. if, if what you are getting is the state inspection for your vehicle, yeah, the abuse is not necessary when there are so many other places that you can go. But this guy kinda see, was, was like the state inspection Nazi. He's like
1: he's probably not making jack squat off of the inspection. He's probably, I don't know how much I, somebody's gotta text me or somebody somebody out there is a is a is a auto mechanic. Yeah. I I can text somebody right now, but I don't have the time to do it. How much does the shop get for the state inspection versus how much the state gets?
0: I don't think it's a whole hell of a lot. But That's if you're doing I'm... a high but if you're doing a higher volume business, yeah, then it adds up.
1: Yes, but if you could get more, if you did a brake job right. for $250 versus making, you, you know, you, you have, uh, uh, let's say you get $25 every car. Sure. You got to inspect 10 cars before you get the $250 you would have gotten from the profit of the
0: brake job that you just did. Let's say the labor was $250 on the brake job. Right. That's what you get. But if you have a guy, But if you have a guy whose only job is to do state inspections— abuse should not be part of your business plan. Otherwise, take the sign yeah. that's at the end of your property that says you have a state inspection, with in this case uh, with the number one on it for January, and hide it, and then don't do inspections. Because, frankly, no nobody looking for an inspection sticker wants to be <laughs> badgered and humiliated like that. Yeah,
1: um, Yeah, but again... Uh, you pick and choose your places to go. Well, if that's you wh- didn't like the
0: attitude... That's why you I stopped just going. Said
1: it, but you just said it yourself. There was plenty of other places to go.
0: And I chose to go somewhere else. But
1: I don't think that guy lost any business because you went somewhere else. There was probably somebody else going, yeah, you want to get your inspection done. Well, the guy's a little bit of a hothead, but you'll get your car inspected in about 10 minutes.
0: There was no line the yeah. two times I went to this guy mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure that everybody else figured him out before I got there.
1: Listen, Bax, again, if you're only going to get X amount of dollars from a state inspection, and you could make hundreds of dollars from a car repair. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off about some
0: jackhole. Like you, know you what? Coming
1: in there, going you can do. all right.
0: But here's the problem. Yeah, if I go in there for a state inspection and I'm mistreated, I'm not going to go to that guy for a brake repair. I'm not going to go to that guy to have my transmission worked on uh-huh. because I'm not going to put up with that bad attitude. So he's actually turning away future business by abusing and badgering, you know, know, people who need the the sticker. Uh, My late father-in-law used to uh,
1: love to argue with people. Okay. He would purposely put himself in those situations because he always kind of knew better than what the guy did uh, <laughs> at the garage because he built race cars. He, like He knew what he was doing. Right. So then he'd have these arguments with these inspection guys, <laughs> and it would turn into this, you know, uh, this little, uh, what do you call those? Uh, hubaloos. Hullabaloo. Hubbaloo. Hubba- Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. No, I believe that's uh, hella good you're thinking of. Right? No, no, no. Or are you thinking of hubba-bubba? hubba but that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 almost like an art. Like you want to bring you want to bring on the argument sometimes. Right. I, I
0: I can understand that, and, and I understand that some people get like a big uh, get very excited over uh, situations like that. But in a business setting, in which a clientele is necessary for you to make profit, you got to treat people with a little bit of respect. And the guy I'm talking about had no respect for nobody. Cuz when you say, "Hey, can I get a, a, a can I get my a, my car inspected?" and his reaction is, "Ah!
4: Jesus!"
0: I see a problem there. Hey, and I what? see myself not going to that guy for a legitimate service to my vehicle. So here's some interesting info. Shops get $23.50
1: of the $35 to inspect the vehicles. Okay. So again, if you can make all of that money back with one brake job versus 10 vehicle inspections, I'd be pretty pissed off if you were coming in the shop, too. What if there was cars out there that needed to be repaired? Oh, I'm just going to go do the uh, alternator on that Chevy over there. Ah, damn it, Baxendale's back again. (laughs) I don't like his show. I don't like that guy, and I don't like the thing he says. What is that thing he says at the end of The View from the Couch? It's, I'm not coming back here for repairs.
0: That's what I say at the end of The View from the
1: Couch. Uh, oh, man. Uh, there is a, uh, let's see, There's a, this is a little hard to believe. Hard being the operative word. Okay. Saying, right? A uh, new type of condom is on the way, and some people claim it makes sex better. It's not available in the U.S. yet, of course. All right. So it's just called the CSD-500, but it's been in development for a while. It's nicknamed the Viagra condom because it's got a gel that increases blood flow and helps men perform.
0: Well, that's a little hard to believe.
1: The uh, gel has a drug in it called Xanaphil that is similar to Viagra. A team at Ohio State has been researching them and published a report on how they can encourage more people to use protection. 500 couples used them for six months, and 16% of men said it made sex more pleasurable. Only 16%?
0: That means there's a good number of people that don't feel a thing.
1: Uh, a lot of women agreed 16% is around 1 in 6. <laughs> That's really not that many people. And another 67% uh, percent said it's about the same as not using a condom. So 83% says it's as good or better, which I don't understand how they make those
0: numbers there. Well, is is everyone using it, filling out a survey? I'm pretty sure they're not.
1: No, probably probably. It's probably only the people they could find. Exactly. Or the people that just said, oh, yeah, I'll pretend I use this thing.
0: I also find it hard to imagine that someone's using a condom and saying to themselves, you know what? This is so much better with, with, with wearing one. Easy come, easy go.
1: You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 23, an overnight low tonight of 1. Yay. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 27. It's a beautiful 15 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
0: Aye. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 654 and sweet on Rock 102.
1: It's 15 in downtown Springfield. I like that song. You do, yeah.
0: That's uh, one you like, huh?
1: It's a uh, like little toe tap, and di- that's uh, they did. Uh, Love is like oxygen, too, didn't they? Uh
0: they did that one. They did Fox on the Run. I like they... uh, Love is like oxygen. Yeah, that's a good one, huh? You get too much, you get too high. You not enough, and you're you can die. die. Yeah,
1: and you know, I was... sex is like oxygen too. Are you? It's <laughs> not important until you're not getting any.
0: Yeah, right, right exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. that's very true. Hey, uh, 7.50 this morning, we're going to give you another code word for code word. Alexa, your chance to win a brand spanking new Amazon Echo Dot. Sweet. Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, all you got to do is wait for the code word and then enter it on rock102.com before noon every weekday. Uh, it's your chance to win a brand new Echo Dot, and it's all brought to you by the new Bud Light Next. 80 calories, zero carbs, coming in February from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: You know, now I got Love is Like Oxygen playing in my head, which is good. Because yesterday, listening to this uh, music podcast I was listening to, yeah, uh, talking about Meatloaf. Right. And they I don't know why they kept choosing to play I Would Do
0: Anything for Love. It was a smash hit for the guy.
1: I know it was a smash hit for a guy, but he also had, you know, two out of three ain't bad, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, and right. uh, other things. I don't know. I wasn't a Meatloaf fan, but right, uh, right. those are the ones I know from the pop era. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> and, and that they, was the
1: one they were playing. Yeah, that was the one they kept playing. The other thing, and I just and I was like laying in bed last night. and I'm like, oh my god, just make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, I really didn't. Okay. Uh, Jim Steinman was, was pretty talented. Sure. And, you know, di- you know, his musical arrangements, very well done. Yeah. I just can't stand that song. That's the thing. Like, I can't stand listening to that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, to each his own. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, not I mean. every song that a musical artist does, you're going to appreciate Listen, there's lots of talented people
1: out there that I don't care for. Sure.
0: We, we, we all feel that way. Meatloaf was one of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he was a a talented guy, he was an actor, he was a musician. Uh, I just didn't care for that one song. And most of the other songs too.
0: Okay, well, was there a meatloaf song that you did like? No. Well, two out of three ain't bad. That's a good
1: one. I, mean, I kind of you know, I, par- I like that
0: one. Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is a classic.
3: That
1: one, uh, I we have we have a minute to tell sure the story because it's a I years ago. This is how I got my first radio job. You want to hear about this? this yeah, is, this is how
0: this. All right, let's go back in time.
1: I uh, went to a wedding of a friend of mine that worked at the radio station. That worked at a radio station. I can't say which one, but it's in town, right? right. Okay. Uh, and he he said, hey, you know what? Why, when you when I invite you to the wedding, I'll sit you with the program director and the music director. Okay. And then uh, you guys can get talking. And that's how I met, uh, uh, you know, Paul Cannon. I, I, there's there are so many things I want to talk about here. He passed away yeah, a I couple saw, of weeks ago. I saw that. It was a uh, very uh, very sad he yeah. was a he was a, Good great, guy. was a great great boss and everything but anyway he I meet him and I meet Rob uh, Anthony who used to work in Springfield as well he used, to,
0: used to be an intern on this show <laughs> he
1: used to be working here and uh, you know we all uh, shot the crap if you will and we we wound up I wound up getting a job here at, at, uh, at that radio station and uh, but at that particular wedding they had they were playing Paradise by the Dashboard light and the DJ which I don't do this, by the way, but the DJ was making the men stand on one side and the women stand on the oh, other. Oh, God. Doing this, like, back yes. and forth. So when, like, what's her name? What was her name? Aaron? Ellen Foley. Ellen Foley. When Ellen Foley uh, said, uh, you know, him. her part, the ladies were talking and the guy, you know, same thing with Milo. Yeah. This, the brother of the bride was really, really drunk and decided, hey, I think it would be funny... At the next time the guys go off, I'll turn around and pull my pants down and moon everybody. Fantastic. And as he does this, everybody looks, going, there's the drunk guy with his pants down. But what's that? It was a piece of toilet paper hanging from between his cracks that then, like, he, it bunched up and then unfolded oh, onto the floor. Fantastic. It was disgusting.
0: Did anybody pick it up? No. They just stayed there for the rest they of the night stay there for the rest of the
1: no I think somebody I think we from from the venue came what and an evening up. to remember oh man that's uh,
0: ah, a beautiful story good Steve. memories Steve. Right? yeah no kidding it's uh, 658 <laughs> state Senator Eric Lesser coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. and now
1: Bax's view from the couch brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware Blow with the king of snow Kidding errands at Rockies
0: hey good morning sportsman Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and Alice Cooper on Rock 102.
1: It is going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 23. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 27. 15 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You uh, you did a, a story uh, the other day about, uh, about the cliff effect. The yeah, state it- legislature is working on something about trying to uh, take low-income families off of state assistance, but protecting them so they don't fall off a financial cliff. And on the phone with us to uh, to talk about that is State Senator Eric Lesser. Good morning, sir. How are you?
4: Hey, good morning. How's it going?
1: It's going good, man. Uh, so I'm reading this article, and uh, it sounds like a great idea, uh, in theory, <laughs> about getting people off of public assistance. Now, how uh, what are, what is? Can you just get, kind of run through the proposal of what what this bill is about? The cliff effect.
4: Yeah. So so the kind of key challenge, which I think is not clear from the beginning to people is that a lot of low-income families, as they move up the ladder, right, as they get promotions at work, as they go into different roles and get, you know, a higher pay scale, can actually end up losing money. Like the example that was given in that article is health, uh, child care benefits, right? Mm-hmm. The cash value of having um, help for your child care can be twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 or more if you add up what that costs to go into the private market to get childcare for your kids. Let's say you go from a $14 or $15 an hour job to a $17 an hour job on paper. You're getting a raise, but the way the benefits work is it just full stop shuts off. So because you lose, you know, that fourteen 14,000 or 12,000 because you're, $12, because you're because now you're above to a, an income threshold. Right.
1: And what is, what is the income threshold for that?
4: Do you, do you know? Well, there, there's, It depends on who it it is. You know, Uh, it depends on how many kids you've got and whether you're a single parent household or or multiple. But the kind of point is, is that the way it's structured is is it's on or off. Right. So you go over a certain income level with a certain number of kids or family size. And all of a sudden that benefit turns off full stop. so, Uh, So what happens is, is people have to decline a promotion or a raise. They're making a very rational decision. It actually costs them more uh, to get that raise.
0: So the way this new state uh, legislation would work, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not sure exactly how you're doing it, are you doing it now as these benefits being on a sliding scale, or are is there is it just you, you maintain the benefits as is until you reach the next economic threshold?
4: Well, that's what we're trying to figure out what the best way to structure this is. It's actually based off an experiment that has been going on uh, in Springfield that the Boston Federal Reserve and a group of local uh, community leaders in the Springfield area have been working on. Uh, what what our legislation would do is it would create a pilot of 100 families, uh, and we would use uh, this this uh, device called the Earned Income Tax Credit. It's basically cash payments that are sent to lower-income families. And the idea here is is that you would kind of supplement, as they move up the ladder, you would kind of supplement cash assistance for those benefits and then uh, combine that with a savings account that gives people that cushion as they come off the assistance. Uh, And the idea is we would do this with 100 families, see how it works. If it works well, it's something that we could scale up pretty quickly from there to the rest of the state.
0: So, from from the state perspective, is it is it the idea of getting people off assistance to you know to save the state money, or are you just kind of moving pockets of money from one place to another to keep these people from insolvency?
4: Well, I think it's it's all of that, right? Uh, so, you know, just as an example, a family of three, a single like maybe a single parent with two kids if they have child care assistance, housing assistance, you know, um, TANF vouchers, that's about $35,000 a year that the state is investing and spending in that on that family. And the family has no stability, right? They have no savings. They mm-hmm. have no ability to kind of build wealth for themselves. Everybody wins if you get that family into a better situation where they have a higher paying job. Um, the state doesn't have to put money in for that assistance anymore. The family can build their own wealth and their own future and you're saving uh, taxpayer dollars. The other big thing is, is it brings more people into the workforce. We've got these huge workforce challenges and the system we have right now actually creates a disincentive for people to work. Uh, if we structure this in a better way, people are really going to be motivated to get out there and, you know, take on a job, get a promotion, take on more hours which is going to help with you know other issues we've got.
1: Uh, it sounds like you're uh, prepping yourself for a run for lieutenant governor <laughs> of Massachusetts. What it <laughs> I was is. waiting for that. Yeah, stop. yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, no. yeah uh, no. So, so all right, why 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 not just the whole thing, man? Why not just go for the whole the whole governor's office?
4: <laughs> well, because the specific role of lieutenant governor, I mean, is something I'm excited about. I mean, historically and over the last. Several years, you've really seen that role become kind of like the engine room of state government. Mm-hmm. I mean, take take the uh, example we just gave on the Cliff effects, right? I mean, that's a great example. As Lieutenant Governor, you've got a lot of different pieces to work with. You've got the local community groups, you've got you know the state uh, welfare uh, and social service agencies, you've got the housing agencies. And you've, you've got the ability in a, in a role like lieutenant governor to bring all those people together to work on really implementing this stuff. And we've got the rail project, you know, getting closer and closer. Uh, you look at what happened in Worcester 10 years ago. Part of the reason the Worcester-Boston link happened was because Tim Murray, who was Deval Patrick's lieutenant governor, you know, made it a priority and really made it a focus. To get it Oh,
1: so then you, being lieutenant governor here, could get us a
4: sweet train ride to Boston in less than ninety <laughs> minutes. Not necessarily. That's what we hope. Yeah. Pipe yeah. well, Rock One Hundred Two into the into the car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There
0: yeah. you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I would, have,
1: we'll have the uh, the Bax and Nagel car.
0: Yeah. It'd be great to have a train stop right here. But but Eric, yeah. you, we, we've we've talked to you before about about transportation. Uh, you know, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of appetite in in Boston. To really consider what makes the most amount of sense between you know Springfield and Boston, and you know like a, a high speed situation, there seems to have been like a lot of a lot of uh, you know ears turned off when it comes to that kind of discussion. As of right now, are we really any further along in that conversation, or are we just is it just you know you trying to? To push it, because I mean, it, as far as I can see, there's not been a whole lot of movement for what would be for the infrastructure that would be necessary to make that happen.
4: Well, a couple things. I mean, first, it obviously is still you know a long-term project with you know and and, and is and is going to be a stretch and a lot to get done. But I do think there's been a big change in Boston, uh, and you can sense it. You know, earlier this week, uh, Congressman Neal and Congressman McGovern convened a call with the whole Western Mass uh, legislative delegation uh, where we kind of talk through this opportunity with the Biden infrastructure money, $9 billion coming to Massachusetts over the next 10 years. That is really the chance we've got to make this happen. And I can tell you, in, you know, now in my campaign for lieutenant governor, I'm spending more and more time kind of talking to communities in Eastern Mass. The single biggest thing that people are telling me is stressing them out is housing costs. I mean, nobody can afford to live in Boston. The rents are skyrocketing, the housing's going up. And I think that's opened a window for us to think creatively about, well, wait a second, if you've got East West Rail, you know, Western Mass gets access to that red hot job market in Boston. Boston gets access to you know a lot more affordable uh, places to live and better housing. So I actually do think that there's a moment uh, coming between the Biden infrastructure money the federal money that's been secured and the changing feeling in boston of wait a second we got to do some big things to get costs under control
1: well listen eric we uh, we wish you the best of luck on the on the whole lieutenant governor run uh and if you could be like Tim murray and get us favors out here in western mass <laughs> <laughs> just just do one thing for me don't flip your car at five o'clock in the yeah morning don't do that say oh, i don't know how that happened <laughs> You're a good driver, uh, yeah, though, yeah, right? And, he, and he's
0: also not reacting to that, too. Yeah, uh, not, yeah, he... I, let, me, let me ask you a question. You... <laughs> um, now I lost my, my, my train of thought. Oh, you know, there was a um... oh, train. There you go. There you oh, go. There, there you go. I just read a uh, an article. You talk about housing costs out in the eastern part of the state. I just read an article that came out, like, within the last uh, you know day or two, that Boston, the Boston area, has now reached the same level – of housing costs that are seen in San Francisco, which is notoriously right. known as one of the highest, you know, housing markets in, in America. Boston has been growing steadily to that rate now. And I think we've had that conversation before about shortening up the, the state, you know, trying to eliminate that divide between Eastern and, and Western Massachusetts as someone who lives in, you know, in Longmeadow trying to establish a constituency in Boston. I imagine that conversation has got to be very, very important for some people who just simply you can't live where you work in Boston.
4: Yeah, I know. I mean, we've gotten a lot of, you know, this idea of the different regions of the state working together and people feel that Max, I mean, I think we're a few years away from massachusetts turning into you know a california sort of cost of living nightmare Uh, it's already going in that direction but you just see uh what's happening and by the way the housing prices are skyrocketing (laughs) in western mass too and rents are going up which is a another complication but we've got to connect the different regions of the state there actually is a lot of housing and there's a lot of good places to live they're just not closely connected enough to where the jobs are So if we make those investments, the other big thing is it would be it would take thousands of cars off the road and it would be the biggest reduction in in greenhouse gas emissions and in auto emissions the state's ever done. You know, we've got really bad asthma rates in Massachusetts, and this would be one of the biggest clean air projects the state's ever done and create thousands of jobs while we're doing it. So I, I, I have sensed a real sea change. Uh, we've got a lot of enthusiasm coming from people about about rail. Uh, but, of course, there's a whole bunch of other things we're, you know, we're working on, too, like the cliff effects, which is really important for communities in Boston also.
1: State Senator uh, Eric Lesser, who's uh, also now running for lieutenant governor, uh, we appreciate the time this morning. Thanks for coming on with us.
4: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You bet, Eric. Thank you. It's uh, 7, 723 with Backson and Nagel and Rock 102. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well...
1: That's what I've been telling you, Bax.
0: 7.30, we have news next to Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley?
2: Are there road closings in Westfield? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rockies Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters before and after the storm.
1: Come play trivia at The Nines. Visit the bar at The 99 restaurant every Thursday night for 59 cent bone in wings and a chance to win 99 gift cards and other great prizes. The 99, always the real deal.
2: If your bath is old, outdated, and ready for an upgrade, don't wait any longer. Take advantage of New Year's savings from Yankee Home. With Yankee Home, custom bath and shower remodeling is now affordable for everyone. Your dream bath or walk-in shower can be installed as soon as next week. Yankee Home has the most popular shower styles, patterns, and accessories in stock and ready for immediate installation. By working with an award-winning member of the Better Business Bureau, your new bath is guaranteed to be done right the first time, and the folks at Yankee Home will put their name on it with a lifetime warranty. So don't put up with your old bathtub any longer. Get your custom bath or walk-in shower from Yankee Home. Beautiful, affordable, and done right the first time. Mention you heard this ad on Rock 102 to take advantage of this great offer. Our listeners will get 40% off installation. And if you act right now, Yankee Home will also include a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. But this new year offer won't last long. So call Yankee Home right now and tell him you heard this ad on Rock 102.
3: Let the savings begin. Allow me to introduce the highly anticipated all-electric 2022 IONIQ 5. Spend $50 to fill your tank or $7 to charge in 18 minutes. You choose. Lease the 2022 IONIQ Hybrid SE and receive 55 miles per gallon for only 305 a month. All Hyundais come with three years of complimentary maintenance at America's Best Warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles, and order assurance. I'll pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Gary Rum Hyundai, 150 Whiting, Farms Road, Holyoke, or online at GaryRumHyundai.com. See dealer for details. Who knows grow? He knows grow. Brett, the owner of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. 515
1: College Highway in Southwick, where knowledge comes first and products come second. Need a professional eye to set up your indoor garden? Looking for pest management or irrigation expertise? Stop and see Brett. He knows grow. Deep discounts on lighting, nutrients, and grow kits. Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check them out online at nor'easterorganiclife.com or like them on Facebook. 7.33.
0: 7.33. We're back with Steve Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Call now, and you'll receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you get a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500. YankeeHome.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagle.
1: Oh, man. Countdown is on.
0: Uh, which one is this?
1: Uh, Kelly Reardon's getting married on Saturday. Uh, right on Jesus. her
0: Instagram page. Four yeah.
1: days, eight hours, and nine minutes.
0: Wow. You gonna be okay with that? Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Well, you got a nice, uh, you got a nice oh, I, lady I, friend I, listen, now. You're doing I, fine. I, listen,
1: I got, uh, I got, I got, I got a prize. No, that's, you did. That's she's a, for sure. No, she's a nice lady. She's a very nice lady, Kelly. Uh, Kelly, who? What's her name? Right. You don't even, know well, you who don't who even she pay attention anymore. to her I don't anymore. I know uh, that her name is Kelly Reardon. She's getting married in four days, eight hours, and nine minutes. <sighs> I had no idea.
0: <laughs> I knew she was engaged. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know it was. Uh, you know, it was coming up. And you know what? Uh... I've been checking my mail slot, yeah, for weeks. Yeah, where's my invitation? I don't see an invitation. What do, and, you,
1: what, what do you think? Uh, Golden Corral, uh, Ponderosa. No, I, I don't.
0: I don't think she settles for something oh, like that. I, I think, don't know about that. I think she's gonna be probably doing it at some place very sophisticated and classy,
1: like the society room or uh, what's that? Uh, what's that other fancy place in Hartford? Dear?
0: Oh, I don't even I, I don't even know but yeah, I am
1: capital groom that, that that yeah that's handsome? a nice that's a nice yeah.
0: place I don't, I don't know if I'd have a wedding there I mean it' be good for like a uh like a rehearsal dinner or something maybe if you, if you got the bucks to do it well we wish her well yeah probably was once a time where we would have pined and yeah thrashed around and uh hangs with great deals of anxiety but now she is somebody else's Bride to be.
1: She's got to be somebody's baby. Must be somebody. <laughs> <baby.
0: laughs> well, congratulations hey, yeah, to her. Congratulations. You know, honestly, let's, uh, you know, let's you know, let's yeah, uh, let's let's just be uh, quite frank here. She's a lovely lady and deserves nothing but happiness. And she'll get our well wishes. Uh, Just wish I got an invitation.
1: Me too. Springfield Fire Department uh, was called to an, a car accident that involved a rollover, according to the uh, release from the fire department. They were called to a two-car accident that happened. A two-car accident that happened on 763 Allen Street. Furthermore, one of the cars had rolled over, as shown in the pictures below. So everybody, look at your radio. All and right. Look at what I'm looking at. It's on 22. This thing uh, is flipped right upside down, right in the middle of the street. Both drivers are reported to have been uh, treated on site. No further details were released, but we do have a nice picture of an upside-down car.
0: Uh, this is on 22, you say? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see it yet. But oh, uh, you got to dig deep. I don't want to go digging deep. Well, why not? Because I'm too busy looking at the uh, you know pictures of uh, Kelly Rudin's uh, uh, yeah, bachelor, you're, you're your bachelorette party. Now, I'm you? too busy looking at the uh, the, the the shower pictures.
1: Uh an optometrist from Carlisle. That's a place in Massachusetts, by the yes. way. Yes. Uh, was indicted for falsely billing MassHealth for care he never provided to nursing home residents. According to a news release from the Attorney General's office, 74-year-old Dr. Frederick Wagner Jr. was indicted on one count of each Medicaid uh, false claims, larceny over twelve hundred dollars, and obstruction of a criminal investigation during the pandemic. Uh, Dr. Wagner billed MassHealth for services allegedly provided to nursing homes during periods in 2020 when nursing homes were maintaining strict records of all persons who entered their facilities due to COVID-19 protocols. However, they did not have records of Dr. Wagner being present at the facilities. Now, this doctor is an
0: eye doctor, right? Yeah.
1: How could he not see that coming? See what I'm talking yeah. about? How do we
0: know he can even see the forms he's supposed to fill out? He probably can't even see. He probably doesn't
1: even he doesn't even know. Like he was doing that thing with the optical thing, right? Number one or number two? Number one or number two? He doesn't even know. Number two, number three, number four. No, they only go. To number They only they go, only go, go one, one or two. One yeah, to two. right. Uh, specifically, the Attorney General's Office alleges that Dr. Wagner fraudulently billed MassHealth for over thirty-five thousand dollars worth of services that were never provided. The uh, AG's Office also alleges that Dr. Wagner billed for providing services to MassHealth members after they had already died. Wow? yeah, that's that's kind of hard to
0: do. <laughs> yeah, they don't usually let you go in and see them unless you're a witch doctor. Maybe yes. that's what he is.
1: <laughs> yes. uh, Pride stores have been sold. New Tuesday uh, new uh, from yesterday, uh, Bob Bolduc, owner of Pride stores, announced that he has sold his cl- chain of convenience stores and gas stations. In a news conference at Pride headquarters in Springfield, Bolduc said the store has been sold to a private equity firm from Boston. Bolduc said the company, Arclike Capital Partner, is keeping the Pride branding as well as all employees, and the new owners will manage it from a distance. That's like a very bit Midler thing to say.
0: Yes. From a distance. From a distance. Manage my gas stations from a distance. I believe that was the original lyric to that yeah. song. Will
1: you manage my gas stations from a distance?
0: You know, uh, the guy owns a lot of property. Yeah, you know, A lot of, a lot of. I mean, it's not just the gas stations, it's like Subways he owns uh, and a bunch of other stuff. The sale
1: includes 31 operating stores, 4 truck stops, 15 Subway franchises, 15 Chester's Chickens, 7 liquor stores, and a handful of vacant properties that have plans to be developed.
0: But, I, I don't know what uh, Bob Bulldogs' age is, but you got all that stuff. Uh, you know, there comes a time when you just got to say, you know what? I think it's time for me to retire, hanging yeah. up. You know, what am I, what am I sticking around for? Why am I, uh, why am I dealing with all the headaches?
1: The thing, the thing I don't get it when you, like you start building a property and then you sell the business. Does that building just come with? Like you already made the deal to build a property somewhere. Yeah, uh,
0: it. I think it totally depends on the business. Uh, Sometimes the business is going to be paying uh, rent to a to a, a landlord. Because if I'm not mistaken,
1: you know that area at the Mass Pike in Westfield, when you get off the Pike and there's the Friendlies there. Yeah. And then there's that big like, uh, I don't know, you call it a jug handle or a whatever that is. It's like it's like a weird traffic thing that goes oh, around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That confuses the hell out of everybody because there's no stop sign at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have to stop is what it is. You just keep cars going. coming around the circle. Well, in that circle, they're building I believe a Starbucks and a Pride station in on that property. I believe it's Pride. I could be wrong. So if somebody has more information than me, you can right. obviously call me out on it. Well,
0: little... it could be a, a pride station that was planned out before. That's what I'm the saying. The sale like, sure. must
1: be uh, going, because I'm like, I can't imagine them stopping that project in the middle of it, going, "Well, he gave up, we're giving <laughs> up too, we're leaving,
0: <laughs> walking off the job." Well, you yeah, look at the, uh, Dave Radner, You're a perfectly good example of a guy who uh, you know, had this huge, huge empire of pet and soda shops all over uh, all over uh, the area. Well, you know now he's uh, he sold off all the uh, all the locations and he's uh, the happiest I've ever seen the guy. He's relaxed. He's he's got a spring to his step, which is not easy for a man his age. And I tell you what, he's uh, he's thrilled to be uh, retired, yeah. happy as a clam. I would be too. Well, if I'm you- Bob Bulldog, I would sell it all and say, you know what, time to time to. Pump that golden nozzle in the sky. And by the way, I don't mean to confuse golden nozzle with pride.
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, with in the in the case of Dave Ratner, uh, once you've fleeced an entire community. Oh, of their come money, on. Will then, stop. Stop. And you move on. Fleece nobody. And you, and you open up another store. Stop. So, some other store that sells two different things, like uh, spatulas <laughs> and dog food. Like you could, do, you could do, he could still right. sell the pet food there.
0: Yeah, right. Dave's spatula in Dog City.
1: Yeah. Uh, I this is I don't understand this article, but I'm gonna read it anyway. You ready? Never stopped Stop you before. Doppin Shop has partnered with Boston based nonprofit about fresh in an effort to increase fresh food access across the Commonwealth. Eligible customers will now be able to purchase healthy food with a prescription from their health care provider. What? Yeah. According to this press release, About Fresh's new Fresh Connect program gives healthcare professionals the option to provide people with prepaid debit cards that will allow them to buy any fresh food product from a participating stop-and-shop stop store. The program is now available at more than 100 uh, locations across eastern Massachusetts and will expand to uh, more locations in the spring. About Fresh said they look to eradicate food insecurity and improve public health. Josh Tr- uh, Trotwine, uh, About Fresh CEO, said ensuring that all communities have access to fresh fruit and vegetables is especially important in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So your doctor can now...
0: Okay, you can oh, prescribe just... produce?
1: Hey, you want you to load up on some uh, apples. Is
0: my, uh, is my health insurance going to pay for this?
1: Uh, let's see. It's uh, six months to your next visit. You're going to need uh, three pecks of apples to get you to that day. Oof, so I can only they're... have a bushel. An apple a day will keep me away until that, uh, you know, 180th day that you do that you come back here why not
0: wow that's uh that's interesting Pers- i mean I, i'm not sure how that really works though prescription fruit i i would think my doctor's got other things he's got to do than you know provide me with a prescription for say like leafy greens um
1: yeah that's kind of stupid isn't
0: it i mean couldn't i just go to stop and shop and just buy it without having to bother my doctor
1: but what i don't understand is because it doesn't say this anywhere in the article who's providing the debit card It's a good point it's not the insurance company i think hello fresh is the people that are uh, or whatever the name of that what is it what do i call it
0: hello uh yeah whatever but whatever it, but, the name of the but you was. still got to reload the card right
1: i guess so you spend
0: your money you reload <laughs> the card like you would do any other kind of uh well card listen once you get hooked on a fruit
1: prescription you're going to be, like, stealing prescription pads to get more fruit.
0: Yeah. Well, the guy's, like, strung out on, uh, say, like, plums. Yeah. And then the pharmacist. I'm, not, I'm looks up to it. 15 plums a day.
1: Yeah. And then the pharmacist looks at it and goes, wait a minute. Six bananas? <laughs> Didn't you just get 12 of them yesterday? <laughs> yeah, but I dropped them on the ground. I need them more.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you're creating a whole... You know, fruit-reliant society. Well, uh, and then one day Dole
1: will be responsible for paying out the families of the people that got addicted to fruit. Yeah, class-action lawsuit (laughs) against Del Monte. Uh, Police in Vero Beach, Florida got a call Saturday afternoon about a 30-year-old man named Eric Bennett, who was, quote, visibly intoxicated uh, on an unknown substance, or known in Florida as pretty much any day. Right, yes. Yes. Uh, while they were talking to him, they noticed his pockets were filled with something because they were bulging out, so they asked him if he had any weapons on him, and he responded them he responded by telling them that he had a bag full of syringes in his pocket, but he claimed they weren't for drugs, they were for fishing.
0: Oh, I totally believe that. Like spear fishing? Yeah,
1: like you're spearfishing trout yeah, with,
0: <laughs> with, with,
1: <laughs> with a hypodermic needle. Yeah, he, did, he did have a cigarette pack. Uh, he didn't elaborate on the fishing thing, and he didn't have any other fishing equipment on him. So it's not like he had line with him attached to the yeah, needle. Yeah,
0: using his pockets as a tackle box.
1: Uh, he did have a cigarette pack w- with a bag of fentanyl inside, though, so they arrested him for possession. He's uh, been arrested in the past for grand theft, drunk driving, driving without a license, and possession of drug paraphernalia, and he's due back in court
0: next month. Oh, he'll beat it. Because of that whole fishing thing, yeah, I was just a
1: spear spearfishing trout with my heroin needles.
0: <laughs> no heroin in the needles. I just want the fish.
1: Well, that's a uh, crappy pro life tips you got right there. Hey, uh, when you run out of fishing hooks, just use one of your heroin needles to spear fish your next dinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he's transitioning away from all that terrible stuff, like the heroin and fentanyl, and is now uh, you know strung out on Chiquita.
1: It's like when you go to like a rest, like a fancy restaurant. They don't like present a fish with the uh, with <laughs> the needle sticking out of the middle of it, <laughs> a syringe right in the, yeah, right in the usually, center. You usually don't, but they don't uh-huh. normally serve it with a hook in its mouth either. We injected this uh, with lemon butter and fentanyl, <laughs> not fennel, fentanyl. <laughs> You're Pioneer Valley. I clearly asked for extra fentanyl on my yeah. fish. Yeah, this doesn't seem like extra fentanyl. I paid $300 for it, but I only got a dollar's worth. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Nitro uh, Cold Brew Coffee from Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. It's going to be cold today, uh, sunny though, with a high of 24, an overnight low of 1.0 and tomorrow sunny with a high of 27 it is 13 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102 oh
4: yeah
0: if you're an hvac tech you've chosen one cool career in a hot industry now you need a workplace that feels just right by rocky's ace hardware Blow with the king of snow an errands at rocky's hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you well folks there you go The Baseball Writers Association of America announced yesterday that David Ortiz of the Boston Red Sox will be the sole inductee at the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. The only guy, nobody else. Now for those of you who are planning to make the trip out to Cooperstown, having Big Poppy into the hall, we'll cut down on the length of the ceremony. While everyone will be celebrating the man's many baseball accomplishments, you're still gonna find everybody trying to avoid the big elephant of the room. And that is why Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds aren't standing there right next to the guy. You see folks, the steroid era in baseball is an unavoidable reality. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that there's something inherently interesting about excluding a guy whose accomplishments before taking steroids would have been enough to justify his enshrinement. And if we're really going to exclude certain individuals just because they're bad people who had done bad things rather than focus on the game of baseball itself, of which Major League Baseball gladly profited from for many years before there was mandatory testing, then perhaps there's something hypocritical about the process of selecting inductees. Look, when Pete Rose became the all-time leader in hits, he surpassed the previous record set by Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb was perhaps the biggest rat bastard in baseball history, prone to unspeakable acts of violence. Ty Cobb killed the guy, beat him to death, and yet he was elected to the Hall of Fame with 98% of the vote in his first year of eligibility. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, on the other hand, have both been permanently taken off the ballot for choosing to compromise their own bodies to extend their playing careers. Was it legal? No, it was not. Did it give them an unfair advantage late in their career? Probably, and yet baseball didn't start testing until the very end of their careers. If you hold them to that low standard, then how do you determine which players get a pass? Listen, I don't like steroid abuse either. But what are we really accomplishing here? Big Poppy was on the steroid list too, but nobody could prove why. And for a lack of evidence you voted him in on the first ballot, is that really fair to exclude all the others? I'm not so sure it is. But hey, it's my Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A six-piece Milwaukee screwdriver set for 20 bucks. A two-piece Milwaukee torque lock plier set, 20 bucks. It's Milwaukee's 20 buck $20 20 buck tool sale. Really good deals on really good Milwaukee hand tools right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and Billy Idol on Rock 102.
1: It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 24, uh, an overnight low of 1, and tomorrow, sunny and a high of 27. It is 13 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, I think I figured this charger thing out. What do you got to (sighs) do? For all the people that were uh, writing in saying, I have the exact same phone, yada, 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 and the exact same charger, you have to place this thing directly See, it's not doing it now. Oh, there it is. You have to, like, put the phone in a certain position on the plate, the wireless charger. Yeah. Which really isn't wireless charging because it's plugged in.
0: To long. a wire, right. But, the, but, you're char- wireless but you don't have between. to plug your phone into anything.
1: No. And so I have to keep it like that.
0: Okay. What a pain in the ass.
1: What a pain in the ass. Why don't you
0: just get a cord?
1: You just get a, just- I got a cord, but... What's your code got to do with me? I said I got a call. You trying to hear that, see? But uh, I can't fi- like this is too short. This is only a
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, the whole the whole guy. thing is a a, a scam. Yeah, I I give up. <laughs> on that.
1: <laughs> uh, well,
0: how far down are you on your charge?
1: Uh it's 20 See, that was the other thing. It was at 28% at eight oh two, right? And I said, okay, let me see how well this charges. And I just checked it again; it's at twenty seven percent.
0: Twenty percent, I find to be, uh, uh, you know, unmanageable. Here, That's right. an unmanageable charge for the phone. Of
1: course it is, because then all your stuff starts slowing down. Exactly.
0: So and I, then- you know, while I sleep, I charge overnight. And I know you're not supposed to do that, but now the phones, you know, have a, a way of charging slowly, so you're not burning out the uh, the, the battery life of the thing. I'm just a mess today. Yeah, I am too. I uh, I don't know why. I'm just exhausted. And uh, and frankly, this whole entire show is getting in the way of me getting enough rest. Uh,
1: I don't, I don't this is ridiculous. Stupid. Bye. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I Nothing. Like I'm having one of those days today where like absolutely nothing is really going right. And you it's know, and also- not. But I'm not trying to be like this. Oh my god, nothing ever goes my way. I'm just saying it's just little annoyances. I couldn't find my wallet this morning. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's right. got to be at my house.
0: It's got to be. I have no idea where it is. But then you you text me this morning. Yeah. And to tell me that you you can't find your keys either or you don't have no, your no, fob no. for okay. the front door. Because the here's the thing. For years
1: <laughs> I always had a key that you put into the ignition and turn, you know, Right the car
0: on. the old-fashioned
1: way and then uh, all of a sudden they start making the cars now you don't have to do that anymore. you just carry the thing as long as it's in the car, the car will start right uh so once I started doing that, I start it was causing a problem with the key ring. so I said, well, let me just take the fob I'll take the fob with me wherever I go. okay well then I was forgetting the keys with the key to get into the radio station. Mm-hmm. here. Then I lost the key somewhere. Right. And then uh, finally when they gave me a new one like two years ago, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put this in my wallet. That way I know I'll have it every day. So that's why. So that's why, okay. why. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is in my wallet. Because we spot. have
0: – I'm not going to let the, anybody know what our system is, but we have a little system. If someone forgets their – their fob for the front door—we got it all worked out.
1: Well, it's the uh, the uh, XP five thousand. Uh, exactly, system. it's a yeah.
0: very complicated, very technologically yeah. sound and secure way yeah. of making sure you can still get in the building when we're busy. Right. So uh, we do that. Now I know that what it, what it's like to forget stuff—a mm-hmm. wallet, keys, a phone, whatever. And it ruins your day if it's, like, the first thing you do in your day. Like, you don't recover from something like that. It it ruins my day because I have other
1: things to do. Right. That require the use of the wallet. You know what I mean? I know. I know. maybe getting pulled over, perhaps. You know,
0: where's your license? You don't have that. Right. And a cop doesn't want to hear that you've lost your wallet.
1: No, no. They they really don't want to hear that. And... They'd love to give you a ticket for that as well. Right. Uh, But, you know, I need it for other things. So now I'm going to have to go all the way back home and then go back out and do what I need to do. Right. This sucks.
0: You know, I'll give you a a perfectly good example of something that's happening in my life this week. Yeah. So uh, in my house, in my living room, we have a television. And the television is hooked up to an Apple TV console. So that way I can get all the apps I need to watch uh, smart tv i got them all i got hulu i got netflix i got uh, you know amazon uh, i got them all uh it comes with a with a remote control which is very very small you know like most apple products it, it, it can easily get lost we haven't been able to find this thing in four days we looked under the sofa cushions we can't find it we looked <laughs> under the sofa we can't find it. i have no idea where it is now what i can do is use the phone as a remote control For the Apple TV. Mm -hmm. So you think problems are all solved, right? No. It's not. It doesn't work very well. It doesn't work the same. And it doesn't adjust things like volume, which the Apple TV remote would do. Yeah. And the TV remote that we have, the one that came with the set, uh, the batteries uh, leaked in the thing. So it's ruined. It's all jacked up. So you know what we've had to do like the last four days? (laughs) What? We had to get up off the couch and walk to the TV and press buttons (sighs) to adjust the volume. Yeah. It's like we're living in prehistoric times. Isn't it
1: funny, though, how we will not take the extra step to fix the problem. We will only band-aid the problem by making our lives more inconvenient by doing things like turning the television
0: set off and on with the button manually can you yeah. even imagine that in 2022 I people know. are still doing that well they are in the Baxendale house it's uh it's it's
1: one of those things it's, it's there's there several things around my home that like I just kind of like pretend that they're not happening <laughs> right yes but I know I need to do this but it it, it also takes time for somebody to come out and repair things. And, you know, uh, and I had planned to do all this repairs while I was on vacation, but then I got COVID and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I have this kitchen sink. Now, the kitchen sink that came with the house, I'm not a big fan of. It's one of those... Side-by-sides, but they're very shallow. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. You get I water want, everywhere. I want a big, deep sink, like a big tub. Yeah, and right. And that's what, and so then I, the the guy who does this, uh, he was so busy, and he finally had a chance to come up, and we're going to be doing this soon. Right. But right now, the sink is, like, th- it's got one of these faucets on it that curves at the top. Yes, and it's splitting, and the water is coming out of the
0: splitter. Ah, uh, the crying aloud, yes. And then
1: uh, anybody who's come over to my house, it's like anybody that come. I have people go in my house, you know, like, you know, family members or whoever, you know, taking care of my kids or whatever. Sure. So there's different people who come to the house, right? And each one of them has added some sort of contraption to that faucet. <laughs> In order for it to not leak all over the place. Right. So now it's, and and the water, like, does this, because the thing's not hooked. It was something with the hose.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the
1: thing, and it's not working right. But rather than, like, an call an emergency, hey, I need a new faucet and sink, I, like, no, this guy's going to be available. I just got to hold out for, like, (laughs) two more weeks. Well, that was, like, six months ago. Yeah. Right? Right. So now I got this sink. That is just uh, what do they call it? Jimmy rigged or Jerry rigged? Jerry rigged, Jerry yeah. rigged or something like that. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, it's horrendous looking. Yeah, uh, but uh, we've uh, adapted to the problem.
0: You See, and, and and the reality <laughs> is that's no way to live.
1: It's not a way to live. It's no. A, you know, I'm I'm standing there in my kitchen last week, going, "What the hell have I become? Like, what have I done?" Yeah. Then I have neglected this for so long that this just looks like the trashiest thing I've ever seen in my life with duct tape and flex tape and everything else that's around this faucet.
0: <laughs> it was uh, suggested the other night that we maybe uh, take some time to actually look for the Apple remote so we don't have to do uh, the long walk from the couch to the television. Yeah. And we uh, we spent all of two minutes uh, looking for it, and at some point we both said, ah, a hell with it." Yeah, the hell it was almost like too much effort to look for something that makes our lives simpler. Yeah, you know, it's like, what the? And you what don't want to spend the money to buy another one. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I mean, what's the point of that? I, I mean, just, I just want to use the one I've got and not lose it. Like I got, I, you, on your iPhone, you can track any other. Uh, Apple uh, yeah. device in your house, but for whatever reason you yeah. can't do that. Oh, and uh, by the way, my girlfriend said she's giving me she's getting me one of these
1: uh, Air Tags, Apple Air Tags. What is that? Kind of like the Tile, remember? Oh the yeah, tile? yeah, yeah, uh, She's like, "That's it. I'm giving you one of those ring things to put in your wallet and hook up to your phone. Unfortunately, you're gonna have to find your wallet for this to work." <laughs> nice little jab in there at the there, end, but you know. still. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like I, I, need to, I need to be, I need to be watched but you all know, the time. But the I need to be. Somebody needs to, to do. Th- I need an assistant at the house, know, getting the, everything ready for me.
0: The, the, the thing is, these simple little problems. Yeah. Throw off the balance of your entire life. Like you're yeah. not balanced right now, because you're in your mind. You're thinking, where the hell did I leave that wallet? Where right. is and that it, it, thing? And we have things to do
1: after the show. So yeah. it's not like we I can just leave. You know what
0: I mean? There was one day and, and, and where I could not could not find my phone. I didn't know where it was and I wound up leaving here without it to the point where I thought do I go out and buy myself a new phone? Now, I thought well, yeah, uh, you know maybe I could use like the uh, the find my iPhone feature. But the phone was dead. Yeah. So, which means it, it yeah, can't that's be found. The,
1: yeah, that's the thing.
0: You know, and and you know the the little the little simple devices you think are gonna make things so much easier for doesn't make a damn bit of difference if it's if it's out of juice. So you know, it took me days to finally find it. Yeah,
1: the, the, some of this, the Apple stuff. The, I did the find my iPhone thing, and it requires two-factor authentic, authentication. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So it's like uh, I go on my computer, and I say, oh, where's the iPhone? And then uh, you go find it, and it says, uh, please uh, check one of your other Apple devices for the code that we've sent. Well, if I don't have the phone, how am I supposed to get the code? That is (laughs) the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yes, exactly. And there's no other, like... You know, answer the questions, or uh, you know, any yeah, other yeah, way yeah, like, to
0: get into it, or uh, like uh, one of those things. Are you are you a robot? Where you gotta you know click on the pictures of uh, of the crosswalk mm, or yeah. the buses? Uh,
1: sure, click all the pictures with red traffic lights.
0: Right. Yeah. Can't do that. You gotta you gotta put in a code that's being sent for the device that you're trying to find. I think I'm giving up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're, everything's off of balance. It's all off balance. Day 22 with Backs and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family
0: Ford of Enfield. Used trucks and SUVs are bringing a premium price in the marketplace, and we are throwing the guidebooks out the window to purchase your vehicle today. We need your vehicle now and we'll pay you top dollar towards the purchase of any new or pre-owned vehicle, or just buy it from you. I have been saying this for years. No one will pay you more for your trading than I will, period and now I'll pay you even more. So bring your vehicle to family Ford today. Route 190 in Enfield.
3: When you watch Team USA go for the gold, you don't just want Wi-Fi that's fast. You want Michaela
2: Schifrin fast. You want Eat My Powder Blink and you'll miss it I ski faster than you drive
3: fast. You want Wi-Fi speeds faster than a gig, power all your devices and watch every single wow-worthy moment fast. You want Gig Speed Internet from Xfinity.
2: Watch Team USA with Wi-Fi speeds faster than a gig, or get started with Xfinity Internet for $29.99 a month for 24 months with a one-year contract. This offer ends January 31st, so go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. New performance 100 megabit per second internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gigabit internet and compatible gateway. GigSpeed Wi-Fi is shareable across all devices. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Xfinity, proud partner of Team USA. Join the T-Birds on Friday, January 28th for a 7 o'clock puck drop against the Phantoms. It's a Deuce's Wild Friday
0: presented by A Crane Construction. Stop by early for the MGM Springfield pregame concert series featuring the Jeff and Jay Show and enjoy $2 chords like drafts, $2 hot dogs, and $2 sodas through the end of the first. Then come back Saturday at 7 for T-Birds and Bruins. It's Hometown Heroes Night presented by People's United Bank and Springfield's Ride to Remember. Join us as we honor the brave men and women for all they do for our community. For tickets, visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. It's uh, 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: You know, we never got to talking uh, around to talking about the guy. Uh, you said you talked about it last week. This guy put insulation foam inside his unit. Well,
0: he the, the guy was having uh, yeah. erectile dysfunction. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it sounds like he's tried everything. I mean, he's tried the pills, the, the rubs, the lubes, the bombs, all those things. And uh, as it turns out— Who told out,
1: you to use the bomb? I didn't tell you to use the bomb.
0: Right, but he thought that the uh, the best way to do this would have his partner uh fill his uh, his business yeah. with uh, quick drying expansion foam, which I don't know if you yeah. ever used in your house. Yeah, uh, I have I actually used it to uh to
1: seal up drafts. Which it, this guy is not going to have a problem
0: with. The thing I don't really understand is you know, if you if you uh if you apply expansion foam mm-hmm. into anything. Yeah. It, the uh the, the the operative word is expansion. It's uh, to me it would blow it apart like a like a hot dog that's been on the grill for too long. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Where it splits down the middle and I all of a sudden it. you got uh, it's a mess on your hands. It's gross. It is uh, gross.
1: Yeah. Eventually, he and his partner decided to insert a straw attached to a can of insulation foam into his urethra. That's when the partner inadvertently pressed the button
0: deploying the phone. Jesus. What, now? No, not now! <laughs> Listen, I'm going to count to three. At the, When I say three, that's oh. when you go. Well, you know what
1: you can do with that? Let's say you had to have it removed, right? Yeah. You can just take that thing and lay it down under a doorway to keep the draft from coming in the house. <laughs> You ever see those things? Yeah, they're like those little big snakes. Yeah, yeah right. you, put them, you put them along the door. I yeah. mean, you might have to use a smaller door, but uh, yeah. yeah it good is good what it is. Yeah. It's
0: very effective. Yeah,
1: there's no drafts in the house today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but did you see what they removed from the guy? Because yeah, you know, they had to go in surgically and remove all of this
1: yeah, expanded and it foam. Was, and it was all hardened. And he
0: didn't go to the doctor for three weeks, which I was like, what? It would take me less than three seconds to get myself onto an ambulance. Uh,
1: yeah, he said it, he didn't. The report also added that if he wants to go in and have reconstructive surgery, oh, he can have reconstructive surgery because he did some damage to it. You know, the su- surgery was a success. Right. As successful as any penis surgery could go.
0: <laughs> but he had to have a psychological exam first before he get reconstructive surgery. Ah. Because apparently, and this is the the part of the story which I think is interesting. Apparently, this guy has a history, of, a long history. Of doing things. Of like, inserting yeah. things inside uh-huh. himself to address his erectile dysfunction issues.
1: Uh, I've heard of people who work in emergency departments and will tell me every once in a while about some weird thing that happened. Yeah. Obviously, you can't say... Who, what, when, where, why? But but you're real. But they can tell you, like, hey, this guy came in. He put a he put a coke bottle
0: up uh, there. You know what I'm saying? That's a mistake. But
1: uh, this guy he waited three weeks uh, before seeking medical attention. During that time, he had difficulty urinating and experienced pain due to the shards of insulation foam in his bladder. Oh. Oh my god. And by the time he did go to the emergency room, he was urinating blood and feeling a great amount of pain.
0: What are you? What are you waiting for? Yeah, you 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 filled yourself up with expansion foam. That that's an emergency situation. And they they
1: uh, they had to go on uh, that location underneath, right, and open it up. Yes, and take it all out. Doesn't sound good. That was
0: disgusting. Not good. The Gerbil Catwalk is destroyed. <coughs> I don't know if I would have referred to it as a durable catwalk but now that it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that it's out there
1: yeah uh, let that sink in. well the uh, you can also call it the Mongolian Midway point right of oh, course the uh, snozzle frog okay you know there
0: there they're, you know a lot of men have these kinds of issues with the <laughs> uh, with the erectile dysfunction we have pills for this there are things you can do yeah wouldn't it have just been better to, to go to a urologist and say, hey, I'm well, finding that I'm having an issue. Is there something you can do short of me sticking a thing of expansion foam inside myself? Okay,
1: but put yourself in the shoes of this man, okay? okay. You said he's had a history yes. of putting things where they shouldn't
0: be. Yes,
1: There has to have been... A higher success rate than a fail rate for all of the things that he's put in there. So if you have a history of doing something, most people would learn their lesson going, I ain't never
0: doing that again. Well, I'm going to guess there's been uh, less success for this guy, and that's why he's trying new things. Like, well, that didn't work last time. Let's try this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you know, popsicle sticks and uh, and and uh and 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 uh, you know, duct tape. Maybe that'll work. I'll splint the thing back into action. Yeah, but now he's all messed up. He
1: had to have that piece like
0: mangled. There's like, you know, like 6 or 7 inches of foam that they had to pull out of him. Yeah. No, thanks.
1: What I'm trying to say is uh Nuts Landing has been canceled <laughs> for him. It was a great show, by the it way. It was a good show. They used to have parties every Thursday night when that was
0: on. It's 8.30. <laughs> News is next on Rock 102. How many inches, Nagel?
1: Thanks, Bax. Uh, by the way, my wallet was found. Where was it? Uh, My sister-in-law, Uh, because I texted her, I said, could you look around and see if there's my wallet there? And it was in the kitchen. It had fallen off of the place where I usually normally put it. Yeah. And it was under the little clearing between the cabinet and the kitchen floor. You know, like the lip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like sitting right under the...
0: She took a picture of it for she you. She
1: took a picture of where it was. So well, how I I exactly are you supposed to
0: find that? It's like a needle in a haystack, right? You would walk walk no, past that thing for days and not I was, know it's there.
1: Well, I was probably walked by by it 25 times this morning, walking around the house, looking at all the coats and all this thing oh, that yeah. I was wearing yesterday to make sure it wasn't in there and in the car and all this other stuff. And there it was in plain sight the whole time. I, I wasn't, if, I wasn't like freaking out about it because I knew it was at home. Like I knew it was there somewhere.
0: Can I ask a dumb question? You're a, you're a guy. Another one? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. You're a guy, right? Yeah. You've been a guy all your life. Yeah. I've been a guy all my life. Yeah. I know other guys who have been men their entire lives. Yeah. How come it is when we lose something, it's almost always in plain sight, and we cannot see it? What is, what is it about men that makes us blind to the simplest thing? I lose stuff all the time. <clears throat> my wife says- I'll get. I'll find it in five seconds. And you know what she does? It's like she's it's like she hones in on. She's like a divining rod for all of my lost stuff. Yeah, I yeah. could walk past it 15 times and not even know where the hell it is. Maybe she's hiding it. No, I, she's not. Oh. It's, it's plain sight. Yeah. I've just, it, just men have a blindness to the things that in life are the most obvious. You kind of open up a little rabbit hole here, back. I ago, know I and did. I'll tell you why. That's, why. that's why I said, can I ask you a question? I knew yeah. I was going to derail this whole newscast.
1: Well, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? <laughs>
0: As a general rule, no, but yeah, I, I'm not the, not against some of them being real. Yeah,
1: you know, I had a lot of time on my hands while I was by myself at home, right? Uh, during COVID quarantine, mm-hmm. so I had plenty of time to peruse the internet for all different kinds of things. Yeah, porn you can only watch so much, right? You know, you gotta you gotta get into like the, the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I I was I was there was. Somebody sent me, like, a TikTok video uh, about something else, and then I, you know how you flick through yeah. like, the, the videos? Yeah, yeah. Well, then it was like, uh, it was, it's this theme of videos going, uh, tell me a conspiracy theory that you've heard that you believe or something. Okay. And people, like, will come out with these crazy things and whatever. But one guy uh, said something about how... We're all part of some sort of simulation, some computer simulation. Okay, much like um, what was the guy who did the uh, man, uh, man, the uh, man in the high castle? Who did? What was the name of oh, the I, author?
0: I don't even know. He
1: had like he he envisioned these things. That book, the man in the high castle, he envisioned that as if it was a real, like he felt that it was like a real experience that he had that. America lost World War II, and Hitler and the Germans have become, you know, the leaders of the United States now. Okay. So it's like this alternate universe thing. But he, uh, he said, you know, it was this thing back in the 70s where he had this whole press conference, and he was telling people how he believes we're all part of something like this simulation, like from another... Alien forces controlling everything we do. Okay,
0: *Man in the High Castle* was written by Philip K. Philip Dick. K. Dick. Okay, so then,
1: <laughs> so then, as I, you know, again the rabbit holes. Yes. I uh, I start digging into this a little bit more, and I find this movie. I it's on Hulu or, or Netflix, and it's about f- people who feel like we're living in some si- simulation, and that things like that backs. Yeah. Where you. Can't find something. Yes. It is being controlled by an outer being <laughs> that is moving things on you to mess with you. Really? Yeah. You, you know think? how, like, we play the Sims, like the Sims game? Like, uh, the humans yes. play the Sims game? Right. It's much like that, as if we're being controlled somehow by some supercomputer. Well,. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm, right. I, I'm always fascinated by yeah. the thought processes of these conspiracy theories, but that could be the explanation of why you're missing your
0: or missing your items. Sure, um, but back here on planet Earth, um, I still can't find my keys
1: prove to me that we're not being controlled by somebody.
0: Steve, I don't know if I need to prove everything. I can't I've never seen air, but I'm pretty sure I I uh, uh, it's around you. Uh,
1: oh, here's uh, something funny. The Westfield Police Department is asking for the public assistance to identify two men who allegedly stole a wallet. Now, if I hadn't found this wallet, I would have thought that I was the guy that they took
0: the yeah, wallet how from. Do, how do you know that in steal your wallet, empty it, then put it right there on the floor between uh, you know, between the, uh, the cabinetry and the floor? The two men worked together to distract the victim in order to steal
1: the wallet from her purse. One,
0: you had a wallet
1: inside the purse?
0: Women have wallets, too.
1: One of the men pretended to ask her about the item while the other man took the wallet. Oh, what a bunch of scumbags.
0: This sounds like a like a uh, like a pendulette type of magic trick, and it's and it looks from the pictures it looks to be
1: an elderly woman. So, double scumbags, yeah, double scumbags. Yes, anyone with information, uh, they met the men used the victim's credit cards at different stores. Hey man, let's uh let's leave this Walmart, let's go over to uh (laughs) let's go over to uh whatever the name of the liquor store is there, right? Uh, let's uh, go to the liquor store. Let's
0: go to uh, Mr. Pips. Pips. Mr. F- F- yeah, Fips.
1: Mr. Pips.
0: That used to be a chip,
1: wasn't it? Phipps Chips, wasn't that? Uh... I think you're right about that. Oh, you know, the other thing, the other, going back to this conspiracy <laughs> theory thing. No, because I got I to tell you about this because yeah, I really yeah. get fascinated by these conspiracy theories. The other one uh, was, what the hell? Oh, false memories. And this is kind of like a phenomenon that has been proven to be true. That you think something was different, you remember something being completely different than what it actually was. Okay. One of the examples was the Berenstein Bears books. Right. Right. How is it spelled? That you remember Jan and Stan Berenstein being spelled?
0: Uh, we I think we talked about this before. It's either Berenstein or Berenstain.
1: Uh, let's see, memory. Let's see, because I, I got to find this again, this false memory thing. It was actually very, very interesting. Collective false memories. It's called the Mandela Effect. It was started by a woman who it was a psychic medium who believed that Nelson Mandela had died back in the 1980s when he really died back in, like, 2013. Right. It was like that was the example they were using. But many people—let's see, the Baron Steamer—regardless of what really happened, there's no design that shared false memories exist— so it's not just you who believes this was spelled a different way. People believed it was spelled B E A R E N S T A I N, bears. Right. It's actually spelled B E R E N S T A I N bears.
0: Okay. Not bear. All right, but you you because of uh, its association with bears, you just assume it's, that's what it is.
1: Yes, yeah, but the, the conspiracy part of this is that these things were changed to some point in history because everybody seems to remember that it was spelled Berenstein
0: instead of Berenstein. But it's you, always been Berenstein. It's always been, been Berenstein, Berenstein, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a
1: very interesting uh, I am, thing. Max. I you should really uh, get into
0: this. Yeah, well, I'm, I would, but I'm too busy looking for my keys.
1: Oh, yeah, you can't find your keys again, can you?
0: No, I found my key. I'm just using that as an example to uh, make a point. Maybe these two guys in Westfield have some information about that. Well, they got a lot of explaining to do, they that's for damn do. sure. Uh, you want to go
1: to a Pride store? It's not going to be owned by the same person anymore. Uh, Bob Boldock, owner of Pride Stores, announced he has sold his chain convenience stores and gas stations. In a news conference at the Pride headquarters in Springfield, Boldock said that the store has been sold to a private equity firm from Boston. He said that the company, Like Capital Partner, is keeping the Pride branding as well as all employees, and the new owners will manage it from a distance. Baldock says he hopes the public will not see a change in business or services. When asked why he wanted to sell, he said, It's just time. Well, he's been doing that for what? Got it for years. 45, 50 years, I <clears> would <throat> imagine. Uh, the sale includes. Um, 31 operating stores four truck stops 15 subway franchises 15 Chester's chickens seven liquor stores and a handful of vacant properties
0: you know I don't I, I don't mean this to sound like a criticism at all because I mean because it, it, it's really not I have never had gas station fried chicken does that make me uh no. does that make me an idiot does uh, that does, does that make me a snob? No, and it does, it does make
1: you a little bit, um, how would I put that? You're, uh, you're using stereotypes as if gas station chicken is somehow not good as any other chicken you'd get from any other place.
0: Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is that uh, it's very likely that the fried chicken in a gas station is perhaps more delicious than the fried chicken, say, uh, in a franchise that has known... For fried chicken.
1: Hey, let me tell you what uh, what we're missing out on here in the Northeast. The Wawa. The Wawa yes. is one of the absolute best. Between them and there's a one that I've seen in like Maryland mm-hmm. called Royal Farms. That I haven't seen. That's another good one too. It's, the, it's a convenience
0: store that has like a lot of pre-made food in it.
1: Well, it's not even pre-made food. It's made to order food. Yes. Yes, it's pre-made. It's like frozen chicken and you know things that have already been cooked. It's basically like you taking home a bag of chicken nuggets, right? Going home and cooking them in the oven. But there's something about those those big air fryers, yeah, that work a hell of a lot better than like your home one. You know the ones they use in like a subway when they mm-hmm. toast your bread or right. when you you know uh, Dunkin' uses them for toasting the sandwiches and stuff. Sure. Those, that's the kind of oven
0: that they cook this stuff in, and it's delicious. Um, You see, I love fried chicken. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my favorite things. I never have it. I never get it. I don't know why, but every time I have it, I say, you know what? I really wish I could eat more fried chicken. Like every week, I would love to have fried chicken. Yeah. But I never say to myself, you know what I really want to do? I want to go fill up my tank, get a couple scratchies, and a whole bunch of fried chicken. I never say that, and I don't know why. And I, there's a part of me who feels like, uh, am I excluding a business because of a preconceived notion of gas station fried chicken? Yeah, I think you are. You shouldn't do that. Maybe I'm just not You're being really,
1: fair. You need to open up your uh, your gas station fried chicken palate. I think
0: I, 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 you know what? I think the next time I'm in a gas station, and they've got fried chicken. I'm going to ask around. Well, hey, how good is this fried chicken? It was uh, it was John that was always
1: a big proponent of the uh, lobster roll from Pride. Yeah. That's, that's uh, always...
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, lobster roll seems to be a little bit dicey.
1: But you're right. It's about the setting that you're in. I think the idea that you're in this quick convenience place, yep. that none of that stuff is going to be good because... Of the stereotype of the convenience store throughout history that there are many places out there that are independently owned that suck. Like this, like these things, are like the expired food on the shelves and, and things like that. Right. You go into a chain place like that, you're less likely to get that kind of thing because it's a corporation and there's protocols and all this other stuff to follow.
0: Every now and then, uh, an episode of, uh, of that uh, Guy Fieri show shows up. You know diners, dumps, and dives, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, and and you see a place that's uh, it's it's in a gas station, and it's a like a restaurant, uh, you know, attached to a place that you fill up your tank. And then I saw one where the the guys cooking like Cajun food right next to the ga- right next to the gas pumps. Yeah, and I'm thinking, man, you know that looks awful good, but am I the kind of person who would live in that town and say I'm not going to a gas station for uh like my pulled pork? I mean, my pork and gasoline at the I mean, same time. Yeah, And, and that's on me. <laughs> I know that's wrong. That's a preconceived notion that I know is wrong. I've never had the Chester chicken. And I don't know if it's still going to be around after this sale goes down. What? I don't know. All I know is if I'm going to have it, I better have it pretty damn soon. You be- Yeah, I was going to say, you want to go for lunch there
1: someday this week? I'm telling you what, time's a-wasting. Where's the Chesters around here? I have no idea. Is there one down here on East Longmeadow? No, there is not. Uh, is there one... Well, if we have to drive far together, I don't want to do that. I will get the chicken on my own.
0: At that point, I know it just you know that yeah good fried I, good fried chicken is worth is worth the drive. Inferior uh, fried chicken, like you would find in places uh, across the state, not worth the drive. And I'm just thinking, wouldn't mind some fried chicken. Fried chicken is good, man. I love fried chicken. Good
1: fried chicken is worth is worth the effort. I bet you it's better than what everybody has ever told you. <sighs> it's probably true. think I'm missing out. Speaking of uh, restaurants, two chain restaurants in New Jersey have gone viral after an employee notice was posted online that said workers would be required to deliver five five-star reviews every month to keep their jobs. Really? Yeah. And these are chain restaurants? Yeah. The notice said that the five-star reviews had to be posted on Google and had to mention the employee's name to count towards their total. Five perfect reviews with your name seems like a big enough challenge, but if a worker got 15 or more in a the month, they could win prizes prizes such as two free meals, one piece of restaurant merchandise, wow, or a $25 gift card.
0: Do we know what restaurants these are? Because I find it really hard to imagine that if you're working at an Applebee's, you can expect to get a five-star rating. Uh,
1: Naturally, uh, this generated plenty of backlash, including uh, people submitting bad reviews online. The company that owns the restaurants, the Tio Taco and Tequila Bar and Tommy's Tavern and Tap, says it's 100% not company policy and that they blamed it on an assistant manager who did it without clearing it with them. Interesting. Because there's no
0: way you would be able to
1: do that. (laughs)
0: I mean, honestly, you're not gonna get a five star review at any of those places.
1: What you're asking for one five star review, even asking for they're asking for five of them. That's that seems to be impossible. I know they used to do that with like Bay State's best. You know, you could like recommend an employee and they get a hundred dollars. Yeah, something. yeah, right. And then heard some people kind of were making those up and people <laughs> were getting hundred bucks and you know that kind of thing. Uh, So I I believe they've ended that practice. Ah, That's uh, too bad. But, yeah, five five five-star reviews, you're out of your mind. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny but cold and a high of only 23 tomorrow tomorrow. 27 for a high and sunny. It's 18 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh,
2: yeah. Freedom Credit Union has always been about connection. Today, we offer branches throughout Western Massachusetts, connecting the communities that you call home. When you join us, we put you first, connecting you with everything you can find at a big bank and more, giving you the freedom to plan your day and build your life. So let's connect. Become a member today. Freedom Credit Union, freedom is yours. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender.
0: Attention New England.